Welcome to Wine and Real Estate, the podcast where we drink wine, we have fun, and we learn about real estate investing. Real estate investing is so much more than just buying buildings. It's about building relationships, building your dreams, building your dream lifestyle, customizing your life. What do you want to do? What do you want to achieve? It's much more than money. It's more than getting rich. It's a different type of wealth. It's the wealth of time, the wealth of freedom. And now let's get to the wine and the real estate. Hey, wine and real estate listeners. It's Jason Lowe from episode number 129. At Ascendant Financial, IVCforme.com, we specialize in teaching real estate investors all across Canada the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. Do you also find it frustrating when it becomes difficult to access the financing that you need or when interest rates in the housing market moves against you? And when there's unexpected prolonged vacancy or expensive repairs, are you tired of transferring all that money away from you? We have the solution at ibcforme.com. By becoming your own banker, anything that you're already doing financially, including real estate investing, is radically improved. Whether utilizing this process for down payments or for entire real estate purchases, becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept, puts you in a position of total and absolute control over the repayment schedule of your loans while enhancing your overall returns. So whether you're a new real estate investor or a seasoned real estate investor, we believe that ready access to money to take advantage of high caliber opportunities and all the financial control should be in your hands, not the banks and not some loan officer. We have an exclusive and irresistible package for wine and real estate podcast listeners. And so if you want the best way to build and deploy capital, easier access to money, better returns, less headaches, head on over to ibcforme.com. That's ibcforme.com. Hello, everyone. So wine and real estate tonight and at this recording is very different. We're doing water and real estate. So... <laughs> Yeah, water. And who would have thought? Uh, I'm doing 75 hard right now, so can't drink wine or alcohol. And it's actually good. I First five days, I didn't miss it. Now I'm at day um, day 17. I do miss it. So I've been, I walked past a nice wine bottle. I'm like, yeah, I would like some. And it's, a, it's quite a challenge. But anyway, aside from that, I have an awesome guest today, Elias from Get to Know, a realtor and a real estate investor himself. And Elias, I'm really excited to catch up with you. We've met in person pre-pandemic, and then I think during the pandemic as well. And now, anyway, we get to catch up and hear what you're up to. And I want to explore a bit your market as well. Get Snow is often overlooked by investors, but I think there's some great opportunities. Quebec in general is kind of... I kind of ignored because people are scared or like there's a language barrier and there's also some different laws, but there's also some different opportunities. Uh, that's why I like living in Ottawa. You can go to Quebec. The restaurants are like a, a few notches above. There's a few good things, uh, many good things in Quebec. So uh, lots of great people as well. So welcome. And if you could tell us about yourself, like your story and why yeah. how you became a realtor. For sure. Thank you so much, uh, by the way, François, for having me on, on the show, on the podcast. Uh, yes, like you said, we know each other from pre-pandemic as we were uh, meeting in the, the, the same investment uh, circles. 
um, and people. Um, so a little bit about myself. Um, so I've um, I've started to invest in 2016 here in Gatineau, Quebec. Uh, this is where I grew up. So Elias is a realtor from Gatineau, and um, yeah, how did you? So 2016, you got started in investing, and then what what gave you the drive, like? Because I think you had a good job back then, and you're just like, why why spend more money on real estate? Yeah. Well, actually, Francois, before 2016, I was 22, had lots of debt, um, and um, I was actually I re I came to a realization that. Uh, I could not improve my life uh, going this way. So, yeah. At, yeah, so at that age, I decided to take another job, uh, pay off my debts, save for a down payment, and I decided to purchase my first duplex in 2016. Cool. Uh, Instead yeah. of a single house. So you, you were already smart about it. You're getting out of debt and you're creating some passive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll say it in brackets, passive income. <laughs> Absolutely, um, absolutely. Because I was lucky enough to read the, a, a few, a, several uh, uh, self-development uh, books. Okay. Uh, one of, yeah, one of them was Rich Dad Poor Dad. That's a classic. Uh, a lot of people read it, and I also end up reading one of uh, the my, one of my favorite books called The Richest Man in Babylon. Oh uh, yes, I've heard about that one. Yeah, and in that book, one of the the main recommendations is basically to own the roof where you live, under which you live, or at least yeah. have one, yes. Um, so I read that early enough in my life, and this is what led me to 2016 to buy and purchase my first duplex. Um, so I ended up holding that duplex for three years. I made the, uh, all the best mis mistakes you can think of. <laughs> yes, as a, as a new landlord, I, I didn't have any mentor back then. So uh, I made a few honest um, uh, of course, there were challenges. I made a few honest mistakes uh, back then, but this is the best learning experience. This is how you learn it best. Is. Yes, exactly. So I held it for three years. I ended up selling that um, that uh, investment. And since then, I've purchased two duplexes, which I still have. Uh, right. I, I live in one unit. So basically, I'm house hacking uh, currently. Um, and this, Francois, I've, I've done this while working full-time for the government and also while going to school almost full-time uh, as a bit in business administration. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, You're so, an ambitious guy. Well, I, I, I'm, um, I try, I, I like to undertake 10 projects. I'm going to drop maybe six, but I'm going to get four done at least, <laughs> you know? Well, that's it. And let's say you tried one and you'd get one done, but because you tried 10 and you got four, well, that's, that's a 400% increase. So exactly. I love it. And I'm just without realizing, quoting the 10 X book from Grant Cardone, you know, like yes. whatever you have, like aim, aim high. Yes. Yeah, um, and it's it's a big part of life. Like if you start yes. small and you think small, you'll stay small. But if you go big, you might you might make some mistakes. Like you said, that first duplex wasn't perfect, but that's exactly. how you grow. One hundred percent. And those mistakes, uh, believe it or not, Francois, are actually the best part in my current job as a realtor because Great. when I when I um, uh, so when I work with new investors or even other investors, I have lots of ways on sh of sharing with them about situations i help i also help them uh, 
uh, in the analysis process when it comes okay. to yeah, analyzing leases and stuff like that. So there's there are parallels I can make with my experience as an investor and my current job as a realtor. You know what not to do. <laughs> kind of. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Totally. And uh, and basically, it's one of the ways I add value to what I'm doing uh, with my current customers. Great. No, I love that. I love when it's an investor-focused realtor that has gone through hell <laughs> with tenants and, and issues. And uh, it's important because people always talk about the good things and that you're making money and scaling. But there's also kind of a darker side, but you came out of it stronger than before. Now you have four units instead of two. And now you have a great marketable skill as well. You can use that to your buyer's advantage. So it's it's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. So can you tell us more about get to know, like what, where are, because it's quite a big area. If people look at it on the map, get to know, there's the old city of get to know. Now there's Hall and Elmer and all the old towns. And yeah. where are the areas of opportunity in your opinion? Exactly. So you're absolutely right, Francois, when you're saying that Gatineau is a, a big town. Yeah. Uh, it takes about, <laughs> yeah, it takes about 40 minutes to cross the whole city. End so, to end. Yeah, yeah, it's long. Exactly. It starts in Elmer on the west and it ends up in Buckingham in the east. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about Buckingham. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, if you, so it's, it's, uh, it's a very, uh, the, the city is very stretched and we have here five sectors. So five main areas uh, of the town. So we have Elmer, which is a very Anglophone and uh, English. Uh, there's a lot of uh, Anglophones living in Elmer. We have Hall, which is the, the, the most central part of Gatineau. And this, this part is the closest also to Ottawa. Uh, so most of the bridges are connected to Hall. We also have Gatineau, which is an area within Gatineau. And it's Gatineau's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Gatineau's largest suburb. Uh, so this is where we have, we see the most uh, house, the, the most houses. And uh, at the far end, we have Masson-Angers and Buckingham. So two smaller sectors, two smaller areas. But those areas are holding lots of potential because the city is expanding, is heading eastwards, and yeah. there's more and more buildings. So there's lots of opportunities there to purchase lands, uh, and houses there are, are are more cheaper than the ones we find in Elmer, in Hall, and in Gatineau. Yeah, Elmer tends to be a bit pricey. Uh, first of all, because of the language, there's more English schools, so a lot of Ontarians are moving over. They're getting a bigger house for less, and but they continue to live in English and different things. And then you've got that one bridge. I forget the name, but uh, what is it Champagne. called? Champagne. Yeah. So yeah. direct to Elmer. It's busy, but it's not too bad. The hall bridges can be something else depending when you're crossing. Um, and gets no proper, like the old city of gets no, has tons of green space. And then they build... Um, a rapid bus line of some kind in the downtown core. So yep. eventually it could become a uh, light rail. So great opportunities in the city in general. And Gatineau is very pro-densification from what I understand. I think they allow um, secondary dwellings and even uh, tiny homes somewhere. And uh, We're not there yet quite with the tiny homes. Okay. We're getting there. Um, I, I know Ottawa has... Uh, policies, uh, similar policies, but in terms of densification, you're right on, Francois. The 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 so the town 
is very pro densifying. You know, they're they're very in favor of densifying the core of the city, which is Hull, yeah. Hull the Hall area, and um, and yes, so we're seeing more and more. Uh, uh, so we're seeing more and more constructions there, and and exactly infill, like especially Hall. There's a lot of old, not so nice homes, so you can tear them down and rebuild. Exactly. And the old um, old hall area is quite nice. Lots of shops and things happening there. It's um, it's an interesting area. And there's some big condo towers along the river. You have gorgeous views of Ottawa, which is funny. Yep. <laughs> We, like when I cross on the Quebec side, I'm like, wow, okay, Ottawa does look nice from this side. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah, we have a nice panoramic view from from our side from uh, to, to, to Ottawa uh, and if I can also add Francois one of the best things about Gatineau is that in my opinion you basically have the same quality of life in Gatineau uh, compared to Ottawa but the prices of houses is really uh, there's a significant difference in the prices of Big houses time. yeah when we're talking about a single family detached fully detached home we're talking about a $200,000 difference purchasing in Gatineau rather than than in Ottawa uh, wow. so we're, we're very competitive having the same level of like again the quality of life however we have of course there's nothing perfect we Uh, our roads sometimes tend to not be as the, the uh, as of the They same more character. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, and and the health system sometimes is also uh, is is much better in Ottawa for sure. Um, but nonetheless, we we do attract lots. We did attract actually, and we're still attracting lots of buyers from Ottawa. Yeah, and this is what actually maintained the our market to a. Uh, So again, the, the the pace of the market doesn't stop. We're still seeing multiple offers on some. Oh property. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wow. Uh, again, and uh, and this that's one of the good things here in Gatineau is that we kind of have a micro climate because of Ottawa. So uh, we're still competitive, and 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 there's still some uh, some action here in Gatineau. Yeah, and there's some really nice homes, nice neighborhoods, lots of nature and trails and Chelsea, uh, you can get to that, Wakefield, like some nice areas, you can get to the mountains quite easily. Oh yeah. Um, and there's uh, also higher education, so there's a university as well that's not very well known, the Université du Québec en Outaouais, yeah. and it's growing, which is great. As well, I know that they're also starting... Um, to teach the Quebec bar there and a few different things. You can become a lawyer in Quebec if you want. And education is much more affordable for Quebecois people because you you pay, I think it's less than half of what we pay here. Yeah. So tons of advantages if you're going to live there. And also as an investor, um, the I'm not sure what it's called, a régie du logement or something, um, kind of like the landlord and tenant board is quite tough in Quebec, but there are opportunities I've heard. You've had experiences. Can you maybe give us some insights on what to do and what not to do? <laughs> Absolutely. So I compare investing in, in Quebec and actually investing is a bit similar in anywhere you invest, uh, Francois, in real estate. It's, it's, it's like a game, a board game. Uh, it's important to know the rules uh, yeah. or to have an, an understanding of the rules before playing or at least be... Um, uh, work with someone that has an understanding, a proper understanding of the rules, uh, because if if not, of course, you can make uh, you can easily make some uh, pretty expensive mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, 
So yes, we do have some uh, some tighter rules compared to other provinces. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, again, I'm not a specialist in, in in tenant laws in other provinces, but I know that here in Quebec, uh, the the rate the the hikes so rent hikes are pretty restrict regulated, uh, although there's no set uh, criteria or set amount. You, uh, tenants can easily contest, of course, a rent uh, increase. Uh, uh, we have also we again it doesn't come up to my mind but there's uh, things here in, in Quebec tenant wise that you cannot do compared to other um, other uh, provinces. Yeah, one big one that stands out to me is what a tenant turnover. So in Ontario, when people leave, you can let's say you were renting for a thousand dollars, you could jack it up to three thousand. In Quebec, you can't. You have to justify right. we renovated blah 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 and now it's worth three thousand dollars the next person that comes in could say no you did renovate but it's worth 15 and so there's some negotiating happening but there is a shortage of housing so some people could but i think people are maybe a bit more hesitant so yes do your due diligence just like you said know the rules and the risks but I think um, I have I coach people. I have a few students that are investing in Get Snow and they're doing very well and they, they're doing massive renovations. So they have no issues increasing their rent um, massively. Yes. And when you um, and a fun fact also, uh, Francois, that supports what you're just saying is that here in Get Snow, we have the highest. Uh, so well, some of the highest market rents in the whole Quebec. Yeah. Um, so Big when time. you. And sometimes uh, I say some, but we're very close to the ones in Montreal. There's, yes. it's the only, they're the only ones uh, against which we're competing in in that category. So, um, yes, maybe our prices are a bit higher compared to other cities in Quebec or townships, <clears throat> but our rents are also uh, more attractive. Yeah, because you're getting federal workers, people from Ontario. They're used to paying very high rent in Ottawa. I think Ottawa is like number two in Ontario now yep. for highest rents. Like there's Toronto, of course, we're nowhere near that. And then there's <laughs> Ottawa and then Get Snow is not far behind. So to people, exactly. it's like, oh, this is a bargain. I get a much nicer place for exactly. less. So great Absolutely. opportunities. Uh, so, Elias, what did you did you quit the government job, or do you still do it part time? Or I'm curious. <laughs> Basically, Francois, uh, I took a year off. Um, okay. So the, the way it happened, and it's a it's a good question you're asking me, Francois, is because in my in my my planning was so I just to put you into context when COVID hit. Um, I noticed that so so I was uh, I I was forced to telework. Okay, so yeah. I was still working five days like everyone from home. Uh, and I realized that by doing that, I was saving at least two to three hours of commuting every Change day. your life. <laughs> exactly. So I said, hey, that's an opportunity. I should. I cannot let this slip. Okay, I have to, to take advantage of this. So I said, hey, I, I always, not always, but I mean, I, I wanted to become a realtor from, I was, passionate about real estate and investing. I was a real estate investor. And I said, you know, you have everything Elias. Uh, I, I worked with, I worked, I have years of experience with working with clientele. I said, Elias, let's merge the both and, and take your re realtor license. This way you can work with people and help them buy real estate as well. Uh, so I took my real estate license during COVID. Um, so finished 
so when I finished my real estate license last year, um, I started to work as an, a real estate agent in April uh, of 2022. Uh, and let me tell you, Francois, that I thought that this could be done part-time, but working working as a realtor, it's impossible to do this part-time. It's it's uh, we, so when much you, work. Exactly. When the phone rings, you have it's it's you have to be there. You have to be there and. Uh, uh, time is of essence in this job. Time management is, I've never seen time, uh, I've never had to manage time so much than uh, in this job. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, yes, when I, when I saw that, um, I had to, I had to pull the ejection seat. So from my full-time job. So I put that on hold for a year. I'm focusing on, 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 on my realtor career as of right now. Uh, right. to manage my sanity because both of them it's impossible <laughs> now that's important because you have to be a whole firm yourself like you need to market yourself you need to find listings you need to show listings and with a city that big like you said 40 kilometers or 40 minutes end to end let's say you have a showing in buckingham and then half an hour later in elmer that doesn't work that's right <laughs> depending on time of day anyway <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're you're literally a business owner, so you manage yeah. uh, everything. You manage social media, your marketing, your branding, your customer relations, your accounting. You you do it every basically everything. Um, so uh, so yeah, so it's it's pretty intense. So you have to be really focused when you're doing this type of job. And that's kind of why I wanted to interview you as well, because I meet people all the time. I want to become a realtor. It looks like fun. I'm sure it's rewarding, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of work behind it. Like it's not, it's not easy. Just like you it's, said, that you can't do yeah. both. <laughs> you cannot. And uh, I've, to be frank, uh, I've done a bunch of jobs in my, I'm 31 and I've done a bunch of jobs in my life. Um, but I could tell you that this is one of the toughest jobs I've done. Um, reason would be for Francois is because you have to be, uh, you cannot, so it's not a job that forgives very easy. When you do a yeah. mistake, if you do a mistake, it could cost a lot, you see? Reputation uh, so you, is everything. Yeah, yeah, you have to be there exactly. You have to be super focused, um, constantly uh, refresh your knowledge about your trans how do you, you do transactions, the, you, you have to be there on, on lots of fronts. And numbers, like you need to know the value of a house and a property constantly like different neighborhoods and people ask you yes. is this worth more it's got granite this one has a garage and you need to know like all the different areas and you're dealing again in a city that's so diverse gets no goes from like countryside to very urban core with like condos and then little townhomes and buckingham is like a small town and, and elmer's got kind of language differences and oh, yeah. all kinds of things going on. So it's it's a challenge, interesting challenge, but it is. a challenge it is. nonetheless. And you're right, uh, Francois, you know, when I was, uh, before becoming a realtor, I thought, hey, this will be fun. This will be, uh, I had yeah. all the stereotypes, you know, this is easy. They're making easy money there. Yeah, just sitting back, answering some calls and- Smiling on pictures, uh, taking, you know, no, uh, hey, it's, it's actually, yes, there's a component of that, but, the, the, what you don't see off uh, so backstage there's so much happening uh, and it's also very interesting the way we work together as realtors although we compete against each other we also collaborate a lot and it's very, in realtors you think that they're competing all, always against 
um, each other, but they collaborate a lot. They support each other a lot. Um, and, uh, and of course, we are uh, regulated by the Realtors Association here in Quebec, DOS, DOS 6. So you cannot do anything you want. It's a very regulated job. The rules of the game are extremely clear and uh, uh, must be followed. So, uh, um, yes, it's there's no there's no room to uh, too much room to wiggle. <laughs> no, and it's not cheap too. Like I'm not sure which firm you're with, but sometimes you have to pay like a fee for your your desk, and then the the uh, the name, the brand name, if it's like Remax or some well known firm so, as well. And so that's a very good point, uh, Francois. So uh, so yes, in my in my case, uh, the fees are around. So let's say you don't sell any house in a month. Nothing. Yeah, you will still have to pay as uh, I pay uh, around six hundred and fifty dollars of fees every month. This would this is just to cover the license, uh, insurance, the realtors yeah. board, stuff like that. So, um, but the good thing is that uh, you are your only limit. So what you can, you know, there's no ceiling no on. The yeah, there's no cap on the income you can make. It's just you. It's left to you to just work smart, and uh, and go get it and be disciplined. So I want to encourage you, Elias, to continue as well and let you know that because you've got your license in Quebec and in Canada, like you said, it's tough getting it. It's tough keeping it. A lot of other countries have opportunities for realtors to become realtors in other countries. So before we came on air, I know you mentioned Brazil was maybe of interest. I don't know Brazil very well, but I do know Costa Rica which is kind of a similar climate. I'm sure Brazil is similar, but they're looking for realtors from North America and there's huge opportunity there. So for you at some point later on, nothing is preventing you from maybe taking a four month long trip and selling real estate in other countries and, and leveraging all that experience you've gained in, in Quebec and in Gatineau as well. So I love it. I really love it uh, and i love what you're saying francois it's it's fun it's funny because i also learn uh i also i'm, I'm a big fan of duolingo and learning spanish right yes. throughout through that app every morning i try to do a lesson um so who knows i yeah that's um uh, and i'm always open to to to, to lots of projects uh the market is becoming more and more uh, unpredictable i'd say so yes it's I like I enjoy these conversations and learning about what you're saying about opportunities to invest in Costa Rica. Um, you never know when this you can, you can connect the dots one day in life, you know. And uh, yeah, and it's I mean as a realtor, the like you said, the work ethic in some countries like in Costa Rica, it's not regulated, so I could just go and become a realtor. So the more reputable firms. Yep. out there are asking for people to get their license from their country of origin okay. or if they're locals like in costa rica there is an association but it's not the law like just mm -hmm. i could be on a street corner i'm a realtor so yeah. big yeah. difference like you said the game in quebec is there's very rigid rules same with ontario i mean you got to be transparent and now bc as well there's a cooling off period like it's it's quite tough and volatile at the moment as well with interest rates going up people are are yeah. panicking but i'm glad to hear gets is doing well and you're still getting multiple offers wow 
yeah. very different from Ontario right now. Here it's more like it's for sale and it will sell eventually. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, you know, I tend to believe, uh, Francois, and regardless of the market, there are, are always opportunities. Oh, yeah. and, uh, you know, like the, your mindset must be uh, that uh, of adaptation, you know, uh, because those who uh, adapt survive, tend to survive, yeah. you know, so, uh, yeah. Well, exactly. Even with the higher interest, there's always oh, yeah. people... Let's say coming from Toronto, then Ottawa is a bargain to them or Vancouver. That's like really a bargain here. Yeah. And who knows, like somebody has been putting up with a townhouse. They want a bigger house and now's the time. So they'll still do it. It's just it's not as mad as it was. It's more it's yeah. quieter. So you got to be available. And yeah, totally. And I, I try also to just explain to my buyers or clients that, you know, when the interest rate goes up, And this, by the way, doesn't come from me. It comes from one of my mentors, investor mentors. Uh, I know you're also mentoring, Francois. And one yeah, day, we'll, I'd love to That's okay. Exactly. I have a Alfonso Quadra. I don't know if you you must. Yeah, you know, he's, he's awesome. Yeah, no, great Godfather guy. of real estate. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's, a, he's a gentleman, yes. And one of his uh, quotes is that basically is that when the interest rate goes up, price must come down. So yeah. it's a good thing. So we're just adapting. We just negotiate more on the price. And eventually the interest rate will go down and the buyer will be uh, will be winning more than uh, will be. It's going to be in the favor of the buyer. Oh, that's it. And it's becoming more of a balanced market while it was just insane. Like people were buying places like sight unseen, no inspection, nothing. Now it's a lot more decent. Well, maybe not on Get Snow, though, from what I understand. But Ottawa, you can put an offer conditional on financing, conditional on inspection, which is, it's a big deal. Like you're spending hundreds of thousands, if not a million or more. So you should be able to do your due diligence. You're not buying underwear. Like yeah. <laughs> you gotta like it. It's like worst case, I guess, underwear, you check it, but a house that uh, you're kind of stuck with it for a while. So absolutely. Absolutely. Great. So yeah, I like to, to say funny things like, Hey, you're absolutely right, uh, Francois. It's like a, a you know, where purchase house purchase, it's, can, it can make or break you in life. Yeah. Uh, I see sometimes that a transaction can change your life, and uh, if you make the wrong transaction with the wrong people, sometimes you can end up in the, yeah, in a bad in a bad spot, right? So, uh, but uh, you're you're right on, and Francois, and uh, uh, absolutely. So, Elias, if my listeners uh, want to buy and get to know or find out more, how can they reach you? Hey, my phone number is 819-664-6884. I'm a phone guy. You guys can, can give me a, a ring anytime or you can just reach me on Facebook, social media, Elias Todd. Uh, or again, EliasTodd.com is my website. Um, exa exactly. So I'll be able to help them. The good news, by the way, Francois, just letting you in before the end of the, the show, is that I'm also partnering up this year. Uh, I'm partnering up sorry, with a top realtor here in Gatineau. Uh, I'm going to be working in his team. Uh, his name is Marty Waite. He's one of the top realtors oh, in cool. Gatineau. Yeah. I've heard his name before. Great. Exactly. Absolutely. No, he's a great guy. And um, regardless of... Um, The, the, the request of the buyer or the seller, we with this team, we can handle basically any transaction. Commercial uh, and... Commercial, residential. And also, uh, you can count on my experience, on me to share my experiences and and, uh, and help clients to uh, to buy the best deals here and get to know. 
Amazing. That's great. And it's important to be part of a team. And as you mentioned, to be mentored as well. A lot of people want to be kind of a lone wolf, but it's not good. It's good to have somebody around to bounce off ideas. And I'm glad you're part of a, of a good group there that's helping you grow yeah. and oh, scale yeah. and, and, and evolve. So thank you so much. It was a pleasure. We'll have to catch up and see what happens in, in a few months or a year's time. And hopefully I get to see you in person as well soon. And thank you oh, very yeah. much. My pleasure. Thank you, Francois. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Hello, wine and real estate listeners. Jason Lowe here from episode number 129. Access to financing and dealing with the banks can be frustrating. We've all felt it. Every payment that you make, whether it's the mortgages, property taxes, repairs and maintenance, unplanned vacancy, every single transaction is a permanent transfer of money away from you, making the wheels of the banking business and the real estate business turn. In other words, you're doing all the work and everyone else is getting all your money. Let me show you everything that I know from my 15 years of experience teaching people the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept, all across Canada. All you need to do is head on over to ibc4me.com. Again, that's ibc4me.com, and I will give you the blueprint to solve the problem. Again, that's ibc4me.com. Whatever your real estate and wealth building goals are, I promise you the infinite banking concept is the best process to get you there. I encourage you to take the next step. Simply head on over to ibc4me.com. Again, that's ibc4me.com. And if you think you can't afford to do that right away, well, let me tell you, you can't afford not to discover this. I truly believe that what you'll learn will open your eyes to a whole new financial world. Hey there, listeners. We hope you enjoy this latest episode of the Wine and Real Estate Podcast. Yes, absolutely. You can find us on Instagram. Our handle is wine underscore and underscore real estate. So wine and real estate on Facebook, FL Homes Corp. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Yes. And please make sure to give us a rating, five stars <laughs> or any comments. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we love suggestions as well. Cheers. Yeah. Chin chin. Thank you.